Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 on a Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with... Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, Kristen. And how was your weekend? It was really busy. You Now, you had like a lot of stuff going on with like your kids and grandkids. Yeah, my one son had, or my one grandson had a birthday party on Saturday morning. Ooh. Then my daughter had her 21st birthday party on Saturday night. Oh, no. she I was real young when she, I had her. So just, <laughs> you know. And then on Sunday morning, my other grandson was baptized. And how did your daughter handle the 21st going out? I left before she was done. Oh. But she was up and ready for church Sunday well, morning. That's a bonus. And I sat by her and she was she didn't fall asleep. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time I'm sure somebody's fallen asleep. It happens. It does. I mean, sometimes you're just so in deep in prayer, you just... Yeah, just I was actually watching out. my grandchildren. They were just... <laughs> They were having a ball. One was coloring, and then the other one watched. Uh, the littlest one was watching his sister, and and you could just see he starts talking to her, and just it. They were just fun. That's what I was focused on, and yeah, I don't know what the message really was. Oh well, very nice. Well, we had a busy week last week in our family. My niece w- lives out in Washington now, the state of Washington, and she got married. So I'd like to say congratulations to Bailey and Andrew Klemek. On their nuptials this past this past week, Wednesday they got married, and then this weekend I found my new like future job. Someday it's your talent. It's going to be my talent. If you looked on Facebook and if you're a friend of mine, you saw that I am now a stick juggler, and these things are really cool. So we were up north this weekend. We were at this gathering. It was Northwoods Rock Rally. A lot of fun. A lot of fun people. And this guy was juggling this stick, and it's got like little swirls on it, and they're rubber. And then you take these other two sticks and you bat them back and forth, and all of a sudden it picks itself up. I had it spinning pretty good. I see that in your future. Do we have to get one in here, too? Yes. And I think we need, like, I was saying, you know, with, with 5150 came on, I think I need a lasso in here. So, like, I can practice roping skills, and I think we should get a bull instead of a chair. 
Well, the you chair know. is kind of funky anyway. It kind of goes up and down just like a bull would be. So we should be ready to ride on a no, bull. No, because the chair gets stuck. And then I have to jump on it to get it down. It's not fun. It's like, it's worse than jumping into a tight pair of jeans. <laughs> we had that discussion this morning too, didn't right we? Right away. Now you're talking about how chubby I am today. Yeah, right. Whatever. <laughs> oh, we're going to have some fun today. We got some news for you this morning. Talking about the state FFA theme this year, something good there. Talking about some farm safety and all kinds of good stuff this morning. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, now that Jill is done picking on me about my waistline this morning and how I'm jumping into a pair of jeans, (laughs) we're going to take a look at some weather. We're at 61 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. We're looking at a high of 82. It's going to be a partly cloudy day today. And partly cloudy tonight. 82 today. Sunny tomorrow and 85. Wednesday. Chance of some rain, but right now it's 5 o'clock on 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. It's time to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The Biden administration is expected to announce a decision soon on whether to extend a pause on federal student loan debt. We've been talking uh, daily about this, and I can tell you that uh, American people will will hear uh, within the next week or so. That's Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, who appeared on NBC's Meet the Press. The current moratorium is set to expire on August 31st. Former top White House aide Jared Kushner is weighing in on the FBI's raid of his father-in-law's Florida estate. He spoke publicly over the weekend for the first time since agents served a federal search warrant at Mar-a-Lago. Ivanka and I were playing golf with him a couple days ago, and I was joking with him about how in the way that he drives his enemies so crazy, they always over-pursue him and make mistakes in trying to get him. And uh, that's basically what happened here. Appearing on Fox News, Kushner accused critics of former President Trump of manufacturing fabulous claims that then get debunked. His comments come after Trump's ex-personal attorney Michael Cohen speculated that if an informant had played a role in the raid, it was likely a family member, possibly Kushner, who is married to Trump's daughter Ivanka. A dive team says it's found a car and human remains in a lake near where a California teen recently went missing. The search and rescue team, known as Adventures with Purpose, claimed they found Kylie Rodney in an upside-down car in 14 feet of water in Prosser Lake, where she was first reported missing at the beginning of the month. Local authorities say they are working to confirm the reports. And Wendy's is recalling romaine lettuce from a number of locations following an E. coli outbreak. On Friday, the CDC said an outbreak has seen nearly 40 people get sick and 10 hospitalized. As a precaution, Wendy's pulled the lettuce from many of its restaurants in the Midwest, the region where the incidents have been reported. Nineteen of the people who became ill were in Ohio, 15 in Michigan, two in Pennsylvania, and one in Indiana. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Well, at least there's no outbreaks here. That's a bonus. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's sad to see all these outbreaks. It you is. Know, and how does it happen? I mean, I don't know. I always wash all my produce. Well, I do too. But the thing is, too, are they positive that's what it is? I don't know. You know, how can they really tell? I don't know. <laughs> Why do you ask me these questions? Well, you're supposed to be the know-all to this morning, oh, right? The, oh, right. See, right away. Oh, I tell you, she's kind of sassy today, everyone. you got to keep an eye on this Jill Welke here. <laughs> well, I just think I need to go fishing today. Ooh, you know, I, it's going to be a beautiful day for fishing. I think that would be smart. I think I should. I think you should, too. Was, I'm, I'm going to go home and take a nap. I was 
I was so busy all weekend that I didn't get a chance. So I thought maybe it'd be a one last hurrah. Oh, so what do you fish for? Fish. What? Is there a specific kind, like small mouth, large mouth, walleye, I, trout? I, I just fish for panfish. Panfish. Well, there we go. So, bluegills and I was going to say, I'm like, what kind of fish? Fish. Oh, boy. Floppy ones. <laughs> well, Jill, hey, let's take a look at our first story of the day. Let's talk some FFA this morning. <laughs> the new theme selected for the Wisconsin State FFA officers for this coming year is Elevate. State FFA President Casey Dank says the theme reflects an important message for student members to live by during the current times. Officers will be incorporating the theme into t-shirts and other promotional materials as well as using it on their social media posts. Ooh, elevate. I kind of like that. I kind of do too. Something good, something positive. We need that. Yeah, and after all the stuff that they've been through, you know, they went from no contest to virtual contest, getting back into person to person. And, boy, I think those members really have elevated the FFA into something that everybody should be proud of. Yeah. Hey, and it's for everyone, not just farm kids. It's for anybody anywhere that is interested in learning more about agriculture or, I mean, it's horticulture. That's your plants. It's aquaculture. That's your fish. It's everything included in one big bubble. It's so nice. And beyond those parts, there's even the speaking contest. Mm-hmm. There's the uh, getting ready for a job. It's job interview. It's just being able to present yourself out front and talk about yourself yeah. and learn about yourself. And it's just, it's amazing. And the things that they do, the state officers, they can go up and they write their own speeches and they can talk about things and I guess I've gotten more connected as my niece is the national officer, but she wrote her own keynote speak speech and the adventures that they've gone on. They just actually got back from their international experience in South Africa. Wow. So they spent 10 days down there. They visited classrooms. They talked to uh, the FFAs down there. They it just they they went on a safari. Nice. I, I haven't talked to her yet, but I know she's back in the states, so I know she didn't get eaten. <laughs> well, that's a bonus. <laughs> so, but it's just all the things that are available through FFA is just amazing to me. Yep, good kids doing good things, as Bob always says. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Well, we got to keep moving along here. We got to get to some weather that's coming in next. Our weather brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And again, this morning's weather will be brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean Company, home of the kidney beans. Looking at your weather today, we're looking at a partly cloudy day today. There's going to be some sunshine looking at a high of 82. Tonight's going to be partly cloudy with a low of 58. Tomorrow, sunny and 85 degrees. Get out those shorts and tank tops and flip-flops. Tomorrow night's going to be mostly clear with a low of 61. Wednesday, a chance of some thunderstorms. 
high of 83 degrees, and Wednesday night, some rain and thunderstorms with a low of 62. Temperatures in the area right now, we got 54 degrees up in Medford. Down in La Crosse, they're at 62 degrees. Over in Marshfield, they're at 55 degrees. Green Bay, 59. Rice Lake, 54, as is Wausau. Madison is at 62 degrees. Milwaukee's at 64. And right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area, we're at 61 degrees. You know, Jill, this is beautiful weather. It is beautiful weather. I was starting to think maybe fall was hitting a little soon last week, but it's turning around looking pretty nice. I was a little concerned, too, because I'm not quite done. I'm not ready to be done with summer yet. I'm ready for the fall colors and the mums and the pumpkins, but not the cold. (laughs) Six months from now, we're going to be cursing the cold weather. So I think we should enjoy every moment we can. Absolutely. All right. Well, we got markets coming up next. And this morning's markets will be brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community. You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, this morning's markets will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, lead us off. What's going on with the markets? Our cash livestock leads off with choice fed beef. Steers are 145 to 157 and three quarters with mixed at 123 to 144. Choice fed beef heifers are 143 to 151 and a half with mixed at 119 to 142. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 145 with selects at 92 to 129. Cows are 75 to 106 with bulls at 80 to 112. Butcher hogs are 80 to 105 with sows at 61 to 66 and a half and boars 22 to 25. New crop market lambs are 75 to 120. Feeder lambs are 85 to 150. Ewes are 65 to 90. Small goats are 10 to $180. Medium goats are 65 to $270. Large goats are 100 to $400. And nanny goats are 50 to $255. Thank you, Jill. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for August is at 141.60. That's up 32 cents. October's at 145.25, up 50. December's at 159.97, up 42. Feeder cattle for August is at 181.50, that's down 2. September's at 184.75, that's down 52. And October's at 186.77, down 90. Lean hogs for October's at 93.12, that's down 17. December's at 84.15, down $1.02. And February is at 87.02, down 170. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down three cents to six nineteen. December oats up a penny at three eighty eight. November beans down a penny at fourteen oh two. October soybean meal was up three dollars and eighty cents to four eleven eighty a ton. December wheat was down seven at seven sixty three. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese was down five and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty nine and a half. Your blocks were down five and three quarter cent to a dollar eighty two. Your double A grade butter was down one and a half cent to two ninety four. And looking at your class three futures, plug your ears. August unchanged was at 2008. September down 53 cents on Friday to 1973. October was down 30 cents to $20 on the head. November down 39 cents to 2061. December down a quarter to 2060. And the markets continued that downward trend. 
through next July. So not some great news on those dairy markets, Jill, but hopefully they'll turn around this week. It's Monday. Yeah, it is Monday. And I know when I was uh, here alone, they kind of went down for a week, but then they rebounded the next week. So hopefully we'll get back into the rebound. You say that so nice. When I was here alone. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it was kind of refreshing to be alone once in a while. (laughs) Well, you know, something that's interesting and refreshing is the Childhood Agricultural Safety Network that's associated with the National Farm Medicine Center and Marshfield Clinic has named its first ever leadership team. And Jill, tell me about the leadership team. The leadership team members include Cheryl Besslinger, Marsha Chenyi, Jenna Jenna Davidson, Melanie Forty, Whitney Pennington, and David Sullivan. The team is beginning its first campaign centered around ATV UTV safety. Very nice. And you know, speaking of safety, Jill, before the harvest season begins, we have to remind everyone to be on the lookout for farm equipment. You know, the combines, gravity boxes, chopper boxes, and other equipment. They're going to be on the roads. And it is illegal to pass farm equipment in a no-passing zone. You cannot do that. Did you know that? I just learned that. uh, (laughs) No, I think it was earlier this spring that was really talked about. Yeah. But I think it's time that everybody knows more about that because that is so important. Yep. And it's better to be patient, wait and see what's going on, wait and see if they're going to turn left or right because some of that old equipment doesn't have blinkers yet. You know, as my dad always told me, it's better to be late than to not show up at all. Absolutely. You know, it's, I mean, you get into an accident, now you're really going to be late. Well, I used to haul chopper boxes, and I remember we would sneak across the center line because we couldn't see behind mm-hmm. us. And this was before they had all the flashers and blinkers. Yep. So we would sneak across the center line on County Road R, and sometimes we did it in front of the sheriff, <laughs> and but he didn't. He saw the safety. We mm-hmm. were doing it as safe as we could, yeah. and he saw the reason for it. So we didn't, we didn't. He supported us in our being safe. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's kind of crazy if you think about it. It's almost unbelievable that we're actually coming into the harvest season. It's coming up. I mean, you've got your wheat notes; they're being taken off already. You see the little oat shocks out in the Amish fields, and pretty soon the soybeans are going to go, and then the corn's going to go, and pumpkins. Pumpkins, you and your pumpkin spice. Hey, and guess what? School starts already this week for some people. Absolutely. Unbelievable. And what does that have in common? At 17 minutes after 5 o'clock on a Monday morning. And looking at a little bit of more farm news, three environmental groups and a dairy organization are cheering an announcement last week by Governor Tony Evers that $10 million will be made available to protect owners of private wells from contaminated drinking water. The new grant program will expand eligibility beyond the state's current well compensation grant program to support more well owners. A few components of the new program are eliminate the requirement that a nitrate contaminated well is only eligible for a grant if it is used as a water supply for livestock, lower the nitrate threshold for nitrate contaminated wells from 40 parts per million down to 10 million parts per million to comply with the state's public health standards, and expand eligible applicants to include owners of contaminated non-community wells, such as churches, daycare centers, rural restaurants, and other small businesses, and basing income eligibility on the property or business owner's income instead of family income. So some interesting news there. And again, those only are a few components because there was quite the long list, and we'd be here for a month if I had to go through all that. But some of the big ones were there, so that's 
some good stuff for them. Yeah, it's a good place to start. And speaking of a good place to start, we need to talk to Jill. You had a chance to speak with an egg inspector. Yeah, I ran into him down at the Wisconsin State Fair. So I really was doing other things than eating down there. Mm-hmm. But I talked to Ed Belinsky, and he is an egg inspector hmm. for table eggs. Nice. And I asked him to define that. And it's <laughs> just the eggs that go across the table. But one thing I found interesting is they don't waste any of the eggs in the factory. If there's a crack on them, they go into your cake mixes and that kind of thing. And if they fall on the floor, they scoop them up and make them into pet food. Hmm. You cracked me up. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good one. All right. We'll be hearing from Ed coming up in just a little bit. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. I don't know about you, but every time I'm at the grocery store, it's a standard practice to check the carton of eggs before I buy them to make sure they're not cracked. But I think I must be a bad driver because there's always a few cracks when I get back home. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and that's really the extent of how I inspect eggs. But Jill, there's experts out there with trained eyes who can assure that the eggs we buy are safe to eat before we go get them. That's right, Stephanie. I caught up with Ed Belinsky. He works for a division of the USDA that is the Shell Inspector and Grader. This is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. There are only three facilities in Wisconsin where the Shell Egg facilities are inspected and graded, and there are 99 egg facilities in the nation. So we're kind of, they're kind of at a minority here. We went through how these eggs are getting ready for the inspection, as well as a lot of information about the eggs out there that aren't inspected and graded. Uh, I'm a shell egg inspector, grader for the the USDA of the American Marketing Service, or AMS. And my primary uh, commodity that I grade is uh, shell eggs. Shell eggs. Tell me what that means. Shell eggs is uh, basically just your eggs that you buy in the store. Your table eggs. It's just another name for it. So when you're grading shell eggs, there are a lot of things that go into grading them. Tell me what you do. Well, one of the main things is I have to look and candle the eggs under a really bright light to look for defects. And not only externally the outside of the egg, but also in the inside of the egg. So the biggest thing is looking for eggs that are cracked. That's the number one problem. And not going to have 100% of them where they aren't going to get cracked, but usually when they leave the plant, they're acceptable as far as number of checks. We also make sure that eggs aren't dirty on the outside because nobody wants to have a dirty egg. Uh, we also, if you buy white eggs, you want white eggs in the carton. If you buy brown eggs, you should have brown eggs in that carton. As well as the quality and the no cracks. Do they have to weigh a certain thing in order to be graded and to be put into certain size cartons? Yes, they do. They have to be. uh, There's different standards for medium, large, extra large, and jumbo eggs. Um, So we have, like, if you have large eggs, it's got to be 24 ounces. If it's uh, extra large, it's got to be 27 ounces as the minimum weight because people want to buy the product that they're buying. They don't want to buy extra large and have medium eggs in there. Well, exactly. You want to buy what the label tells us. As well as having a certain weight, are there other things that you look for when you're inspecting? 
Yeah, there is. I look inside the egg, too. Uh, when I'm looking at candling, I'm looking to make sure that the yolk is nice and yellow in there. I don't see any uh, internal defects that it is uh, a yellow-amber color. If I have one that may, if there's a blood in there, then we'll have to reject it. Or maybe that there is something, no yolk. Because sometimes we have eggs that have no yolk and it'll be green color. So that means that it's unacceptable because nobody just wants an egg without a yolk in it. So we'll have that. Um, we'll make sure that they're double A or uh, single A by the air cell. Because as the egg ages, it loses moisture. And there's an air cell at the top of the egg. It gets bigger and bigger. Because people want fresh eggs. We look at that. I also make sure that it is, like I said, nice, like amber yellow color because we don't want anything to be green color or red color. Those are unacceptable, and we don't want people to eat those eggs. As well as providing a good product out there for people to eat, there's freshness dating. Tell me how that works. Freshness dating works as the day that we process the eggs that you look on a carton is that day is when it's the egg was actually wash and grate it and everything make sure that it is uh sanitized on the outside because when we wash the egg it actually gets checked for checks we also sanitize it using uv light which will actually use they don't use any chemicals anymore and the uv light it'll actually kill all the bacteria inside and outside in a matter of seconds and then uh, get the eggs get weighed and they get sorted out by weight whether they're mediums large extra large and they'll go into cartons or flats it depends on uh where they're going to at the grocery store, going to a restaurant, going to a school. So once they're graded and put into those cartons, how long does their freshness date really last? Well, I always tell people that the maximum amount of days is 60 days. So if you take 60 days from the day it was processed, you got 60 days. So if you have 30 days since sell-by and that date, you got 30 days good if you keep it refrigerated. Uh, if it's uh, it's used by or best by, it's 45 days. So you got about 15 days after that. But if it gets past 60 days total, the eggs are usually no good. I wouldn't eat them. Time to buy some new eggs if you get past that 60 days, right? Exactly. And the other thing I get questioned, people always ask me, they always get fresh eggs and they say, well, I did this fresh egg and uh, when I hard-boiled it, all the white comes off of it. And I says, I always tell them, if you want to get those fresh eggs and you want to have hard-boiled eggs right away, Take them, stick them on the counter for like uh, 24 hours. It'll lose moisture and you can hard boil them. Because a lot of times at Easter time, people will buy the older eggs for hard boiling. Because uh, they lose the moisture. And then when you peel the shell, the shell comes off very easy. The process of getting these eggs ready to get out into the public. Tell me what those steps are. The first step is uh, the eggs come out of the chicken barns. and They're on a luby track. And they come into the processing plant. The first thing that happens is... They will come in and they will be go through a washers, usually two washers, and they get washed and the eggs are rolling. And there's a alkaline soap that they use. And the reason you use the alkaline, if you use acid, it would dissolve the shell. So we have to use alkaline. And then when it comes out, then it gets uh, blown dry with a air, big air dryer, which doesn't bust the eggs. Then it goes through a little, what they call a dirt detector. So any eggs that are dirt get sorted out. It goes through a crack detector, and the crack detector just taps each egg. It has a microphone, and if it if it has the wrong sound, it gets thrown in. It goes into the check line. Then it goes through a UV light to sanitize it. Then it goes over the scale and it weighs it. And there's a computer chip on the in the machine, and it will then get sorted out to the line that has extra large whatever. Goes in the cartons. The cartons then get uh, dated, closed, 
and then they will get packed either by hand or by a robot. And if it's by a robot, they will put them in boxes or RPCs, which are plastic containers, go through the uh, what they call a labeler that looks at the carton, puts a label on them, goes around, gets uh, sorted out by whatever product, and a robot picks them up and puts them on a pallet. And those pallets are then get, when you get a full pallet, they come out. And then they go into a shrink wrapper, and they just put uh, shrink wrap, and then they go in the cooler to be cooled down to 45 degrees. And then they get shipped out to wherever they're going, to the store, another country, a school, a restaurant, and that's the process. That is some really interesting things. I didn't know that about eggs. You know, we don't really think about how our eggs are get from point A to point B. Yeah. And he, had, he said they were all shrink wrapped, and I think it was like 10,000 eggs on a pallet or something, and I'm... And it was like a quarter of a million eggs go on a semi. Wow. And then they off they go. That's just, it's amazing. It is. It's pretty cool. Huh. And we're going to have that up on our website later on? Absolutely. I'll oh, put it up. I want to hear the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we got to keep moving along here. We've got morning markets coming in next. We'll have Rocky Olson joining us from Premier Livestock and Withy. He'll be in shortly. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're half past 5 o'clock on this Monday morning. It's time to check in with Travis. He is joining us this morning from Premier Livestock. Good morning, Travis. Good morning. You know, so Rocky, he, he needed to sleep in today, huh? Well, I don't know if he needed to sleep in or he didn't, but uh, he got a hold of me on Saturday and wondering if I could fill in for him on Monday morning and I'd said i guess i sure could well we'll just tell everyone he's sleeping in <laughs> yeah, okay. he's got a busy week coming up we do very busy this week well fill us in what's going on all right we can do that good morning everybody this is kind of the way the market did shape up uh for the week uh last week here at premier livestock our cow market pretty much a steady market all week them high yielding cows did trade pretty much from 92 to 106 most of the market cows did trade from 78 to 91 and the low yielding cows 77 and down certified organic cows last week uh high yielding cows 90 up to 115 the low yielding cows 89 and down fed cattle market remained pretty steady all week the high choice and prime holstein steers 132 to 146 low choice and select holstein steers nine uh, 126 to 131. Choice beef steers and heifers last week, pretty much from 137 to 148.50, with a low choice and select Holstein uh, beef steers and heifers trading from 136 and down. Unfinished mixed grain cattle, 120 and down. Bull market uh, remained pretty steady. The high yielding bulls, 101 to 125. And the planer bulls, uh, 100 and down. Baby calf market, uh, Holstein bull calves last week, pretty much from 75 to 145. The beef calves uh, remained pretty good market, uh, 150 up to 410 last Monday. Um, Holstein heifer calves uh, continue to trade on a weaker market, 10 to $70 per head. And the light and off quality calves, $20 per head and down. Uh, very busy week this week. Uh, we start here this morning at 11 o'clock selling cattle baby calves at 1 o'clock and then uh, finish up the day um, with a second round of cows. Um, Tuesday, we do have our special monthly heifer sale, kind of expecting uh, four to 500 heifers for that sale. So that'll be a big, big sale on uh, on Tuesday with the dairy uh, heifer sale. And then on Wednesday, of course, at 9.30 in the morning, we will have the hay sale. Uh, the dairy sale uh, this week, we just added another herd. So we're up to three herds for this uh, this Wednesday's uh, dairy sale. Uh, just consigned 50 uh, tie stall cows. Averaging 77 pounds in the tank there, so that's uh, that's a pretty good sale on Wednesday. Going to have uh, 250, 300 dairy cows uh, for that sale on Wednesday. 
And then on Friday, uh, of course, we have the uh, machinery sale this week. Uh, big, big run. Going to be a big day. Sell three rings. Um, make sure you're there early. Uh, we'll move right through it and try to get you out of there in good time. But uh, the, the lot is completely full, full. So uh, big day on Friday. So looks like it's to be busy. And I'm sure Rocky will be back tomorrow morning to tell you uh, a little more about uh, this and that. And uh, I'll turn it back over to you. Sounds good. And, you know, I drove past. This weekend, I cannot believe all the equipment that's there for Friday sale. It's just crazy. Yeah. It'll yeah, be a good one. the parking lot goes way, way in the back, so it's it's big this time. Well, good. We Hey, big is great. That's what we want to see. Lots of variety. There we go. All right. Thanks so much, Travis. Have a great day. Yep. Thank there you. There he goes, Travis, over at Premier Livestock in Withy. And we've got to head and check in with you know weather, news, markets. We've got a busy morning yet. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we're going to check in with some morning weather this morning. We're Yeah, we're going to see if Mike D'Andrea is available. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. Always available for you. Oh, no, don't <laughs> tell your fiancé that. Well, she she knows, you know. Oh. She, she knows that I keep the work life at work, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and that I get a Christmas present this year, right? Well, of course. And I heard you learned to juggle sticks or something. I did. These these really cool juggling sticks. We were up <laughs> at Northwoods Rock Rally up in Glen Flora this weekend. And this guy was out there. And I watched him for a while. And then finally, I'm like, I, I need to see how this is. I mean, it looks easy, but it can't be easy. So he said, yeah, sure, give it a try. And I learned something new. Well, there you go. It's always nice to learn something new every day. It's the way you should live your life. Exactly. I mean, no. Juggling, like actual, like juggling, I don't think I could do that. But the sticks were kind of fun. Believe it or not, I could uh, just like you know tennis balls. I could I could juggle three of them. I can't do four, but I could do three. Really? So yeah, that's uh, one of my I guess hidden, not so hidden talents anymore. Oh, you need <laughs> to do that on the weather. You know, oh. when it's windy out, and say it's a little too windy to be doing this, and then you lose them. <laughs> you know what? I might have to take you up on that. I like that. That would be fun. And if they're wet, say it's raining. Yeah, you know. And if I drop one, just blame it on the wind. Ex- you know, it's like the old fashioned weather rock. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if it's disappeared, you better not be outside (laughs) all right mike we'll catch us up what's going on with the weather well i'll tell you this we won't really have to worry about that rock blowing away over the next couple of days because we'll keep some calm winds with high pressure overhead but that high will also keep us mostly clear uh, for the next couple of days now we may have just a couple passing clouds into the afternoon but otherwise we'll have a good bit of sunshine with today our temperatures getting into the low 80s now tomorrow will be marginally warmer as i think we'll have a little bit more sunshine so we can warm up into the mid 80s with our lows mostly hanging around the 60 degree mark now wednesday brings us a chance at a few showers and possibly a thunderstorm into the afternoon after starting off with a good bit of sunshine early on wednesday few of those showers and storms may linger into Thursday, but it'll cool us off with mid to upper 70s for our highs to close out the work week. A little bit more sunshine in store for Friday, though. Then Saturday and Sunday both bring us a chance at just a couple showers and storms with temperatures into the upper 70s and low 80s. But for now, we're looking at uh, mostly clear conditions, a few areas, though, some patchy fog. So if you do see a little bit of fog, maybe take your time on the roadways. And right now, a temperature of 58 degrees in Eau Claire. Wow, that's pretty good temp. I was going to say, not really a bad late summer morning. No, and you know, I'm actually happier with this forecast considering last week it was almost like fall-like conditions. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, fall is a month from today. I know you might not want to hear that, but uh, it is a month from today. Ugh. <laughs> Why would you do that to me, Mike? Uh, you know, I just it's Monday, so I can't give you all the greatest news, <laughs> you know? <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I don't even have a comeback for that. <laughs> 
<laughs> See, you've left me speechless before. Now it's my turn. All right. Now we're even. Yes. I'll get you next Monday. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, Mike. You bet. Have a good one. You too. There he goes, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, this morning. And we've got some markets, and actually, we've got some news. Morgan McCarthy will be joining us next. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's 38 minutes after 5 o'clock, so we got about 22 minutes before 6. And we're going to check in with some news this morning. Good morning, Morgan, and catch us up. What's going on this morning in the world of news in your room? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. If you're in the Eau Claire area and heard fire sirens yesterday, we can tell you no one was hurt, but a house on Shelomy Drive is considered a total loss after a fire yesterday evening. Firefighters say that it started in a garage and quickly spread. No one's saying exactly what caused the fire to start. On the state's political stage, two new polls give Lieutenant Governor Mandela Barnes an advantage over incumbent Ron Johnson for the U.S. Senate. That's a Marquette University poll that puts Barnes, who is a Democrat, ahead by seven points, while a Fox News poll has Barnes with a four-point advantage over his Republican rival. Now, those percentages from both polls are from registered voters in Wisconsin who were surveyed. The results of both polls were published this past week. Continuing on the political stage with a local connection and a name you may be familiar with, State Senator Kathy Bernier has been consistently critical of the Assembly Republican investigation into the 2020 presidential election, claiming there was no evidence of fraud. But the Chippewa Falls Republican has been critical of Democrats as well. This hyper-partisan environment we're in where the Democrats are going to call all all election bills, um, election administration um, bills that provide direction to the Wisconsin Election Commission, going to call them all um, voter suppression. That's pretty pathetic, too. Bernier is not seeking re-election after 12 years of legislative service. She was on a Sunday morning talk show in Madison yesterday. Well, Kohl's is blaming inflation for a cut in its financial forecast. The Wisconsin-based retail chain now projects net sales to decline by up to 6%. Meanwhile, we looked into the classroom ahead of back to school. You may be doing some of that shopping for the number two pencils on that brand new box of crayons. But rural schools in our state don't have enough teachers with the first day well, ticking pretty close here. A new survey finds only 31 percent of rural schools say that they're fully staffed across the state. Under the Big Tap, Baraboo Circus World Museum will soon be looking for a new ringmaster. David Salutis is retiring after a 39-year career as the Circus World Ringmaster. His presentation in the center ring is the last show of the summer season. That'll be August 28th at the Circus World Museum. Find more info online with the click. If you keep plates in the air in your own life, this wouldn't be too much of a stretch for a lot of people being a ringmaster. 715newsroom.com for more details. If we saddle up and go to Mus- Staying country, we see that the best mullet in the land is in Menominee, at least for eight-year-old Emmett Bailey winning the children's division over the weekend. And you can see a picture of that in action on the Wax Facebook page. And with much better hair, we send it back to the barn. Kristen Jill and the Midwest Farm Show, they're here with you. And then right after six, speaking of ringmasters, we get Alex to get those plates in the air. Hopefully we don't have him crashing down on a Monday as that Wax Morning Show gets you started live, local, and right along with you. We're here on Wax 104.5. You know, I think Alex should grow a mullet. <laughs> or maybe Bob. Could you picture Vosold with a mullet? No. No. I, I, I don't think he could pull it off. I don't think he could either. We should challenge him, though. <laughs> oh, that would be good. He will look at me and laugh when I bring it up. <laughs> He'll say, you should grow a mullet. Because <laughs> that would be his only comeback. <laughs> oh, sometimes Bob just ain't much fun when it comes to that stuff. No. <laughs> And we are almost quarter two on this Monday morning. We're going to check in with some morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Barn and check in with Jim Lindsay. Jim, catch us up. Tell me about the sale. 
Choice beef steers and heifers dollar twenty five to a dollar forty seven. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers dollar eighteen to a dollar forty five. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers dollar thirty three to a dollar forty five. Choice Holstein steers a dollar eighteen to a dollar thirty two. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers a dollar seventeen and down. The top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from eighty one to a dollar. We had a top of a dollar five. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty three to eighty. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from sixty two and down. Organic market from Tuesday, eighty percent of the organic cows sold from ninety five to a dollar fifteen. We had a top of a dollar twenty and a half. The bottom twenty percent of the organic cows sold from ninety four and down. Cull bulls sold from eighty five to a dollar five. We had a top of a dollar nine. Thin, full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. Eighty percent of the ninety five pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from forty to one hundred and sixty dollars per head. Light and poor quality calves sold from forty dollars per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from one hundred to three hundred dollars per head. Sows on Thursday sold from eighty five to ninety two. We had a top of a dollar three. Boars sold from thirty two to forty one. We are selling organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, August 26th at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay, your livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you so much, Jim. Again, that's Jim Lindsay at the Equity Altoona Barn. Now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and talk to the boss man, Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Uh, well, good morning to you. No, I'm not the boss. So oh, we'll get that. Oh, come up. on. You're the boss. Well, no, actually, the boss in my house here, the little four legged guy, he's still sleeping yet. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how it is in mine, too. I get up, and the dog still sleeps in bed. Yeah, well, they, maybe they know a little bit more than we do. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they know that if they bark, we'll jump. Well, and for some, sometimes when they bark, it's for a good reason, so we better get the outside door opened up. You exactly, know? <laughs> yeah, scare away the raccoons or hopefully no skunks. Well, yeah, don't bring that up because it's about time for them, too. But anyway, so... Well, anyway, we'll uh, we'll uh, let the folks know what's going on here at Equity Stratford this week. We've got a busy marketing week, and boy, all the stuff that's going on. It seems like last time I talked to you was a month ago, but it was only a week ago. So a lot of stuff going on in the world, but it's uh, good. we got some good weather for the weekend. Uh, finally, uh, big fair at Athens closed down yesterday. So, again, looking forward to a lot of stuff going on this week. But in the meantime, uh, Jill... Uh, uh, Jill and Kristen, uh, this is what's going on at Equity Stratford this week. We've got a full marketing week on tap here. And again, a good morning to everyone out there. We've got started this morning here at Equity Stratford, bright and early this morning. Uh, we do sell market cattle today. Now, these are the conventional type cows and also fed cattle today, uh, market bulls, all that this morning. We'll get to those baby calves uh, uh, today at 1130. We'll finish up this afternoon with the rest of the market cattle. Tomorrow, Tuesday in Stratford, we start at 10 o'clock uh, with the hay and bedding auction. We do, of course, do that every single Tuesday, 11 o'clock, we go into the market sale. We sell organic market cows here every Tuesday, and not only organic market cows, but organic steers and bulls, if you have those. Then we'll get to the conventional cattle. That will follow the organics, and that will all be tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, our sale does start at 10 o'clock, a full marketing day, of course, on Wednesday with market cattle. Also, we do sell on Wednesday. We sell sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale this week will be a noontime start. That'll be on the 24th. Our Wednesday, uh, rather our Thursday. 
Thursday auction starts at 11 o'clock. Full marketing, uh, full marketing day on Thursday with market cattle and baby calves. And again, markets are up and down, but mostly, uh, mostly a steady trend last week. So, so we will see what transpires this week. And again, I, I know everyone out, uh, very concerned about this up and down cheese market. Again, you reported this morning a little bit lower again on the close, Kristen. So we'll have to wait and see what that happens. But, uh, still, uh, overall, but you know, we're, Ending toward the end of August here, getting into the fall, so always interesting to see what's going to be happening. But anyway, we'll be back here tomorrow morning, give the folks a full update on what's transpiring today, and uh, you ladies have a nice day, and uh, well, uh, maybe we'll be seeing you guys at the fair or around at the steam show somewhere this weekend. Oh yeah, we'll be we'll be all over the place, that's how we roll. Well, that's good, and it's... Uh, it's good that you're young enough, you know, you can you can stay up all hours of the night gallivanting around, you know. So. Well, I, I don't know. That's Jill's area there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you guys got it covered. All you right. Can work, you can work the day and she can work the night shift. Deal. I like it. All right. Well, you girls have a nice day and uh, we'll be talking to probably the big man will be around tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah. He's always here like clockwork. All right. Well, you ladies have a nice day and uh, enjoy it. It's going to be a beautiful one. Oh, you too, Jerry. Thanks so much. There he goes, Jerry, over at Equity Livestock in Stratford this morning. We've got more markets and our next next Girl Alfalfa update program coming up. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to take a look at those markets one last time. We've, on the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your December corn down three cents at six nineteen. December oats were up a penny at three eighty eight. November beans down a penny at fourteen oh two. October soybean meal was up three dollars and eighty cents to four eleven eighty a ton. December wheat down seven at seven sixty three. Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at six thirty one for corn. Baldwin's at six thirteen and fourteen twenty one. Durand and Mondovi are at six oh eight and fourteen sixteen. Elm was at six thirteen for corn and fourteen sixteen for beans. Fall Creek's at five ninety three and fourteen oh one. Osseo's at six eighteen and fourteen twenty one. Elk Mount is at six thirty three and fourteen twenty six. Sparta's at six fifty eight and fourteen fifty four. Ellsworth is at five ninety three for corn and fourteen oh one for beans. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at six fifty five. Stanley's at six fifty three. New Richmond's at six forty eight. Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese down five and a quarter cent to a dollar eighty nine and a half. Your blocks down five and three quarter cent to a dollar eighty two. Double A grade butter was down one and a half cent to two ninety four. And your class three futures on the over or from Friday, August was unchanged at twenty oh eight. September down fifty three cents to nineteen seventy three. October down 30 cents to $20. November down 39 cents to 2061. December down a quarter at 2060. And then the markets were downward trending through next July. For the most part, haymaking has gone well in Wisconsin this year. Most of the third crop is up, and now we look at fourth crop in many cases. Dan Anderson is going to talk about that and maybe how to market it in the future on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. Dan, of course, our state forage specialist. And, uh, Dan, I think most of the hay mows, we've got bags, we've got bunkers, uh, they're pretty full, and we've got some feed for a while. What about opportunities to market fourth crop? What should we be doing? How should we be looking at it? Well, Bob, I think the opportunity for marketing is going to be pretty good this year. Uh, there are spots in Wisconsin and Minnesota but nationally, we are way low on hay production due to the droughts that we've had in the West and the cutbacks on irrigation. Uh, so hay prices are still climbing, which is unusual at this time of year. But uh, to 
dairy quality hay is over $250 a ton in most places and is something that you might think about for a little extra income if you have adequate supplies. The important things to think about if you're going to market hay, uh, first off is uh, most dairymen would want to have what I'll call the medium uh, square bales, the half-ton bales that are three-by-three three or thereabouts. That's what they handle with their skid steer, and that's for ease of hauling. So if you are thinking of marketing, uh, do consider maybe hiring somebody to bale your hay. Uh, if you don't have uh, access to uh, such a baler yourself, a lot of us have round balers, but uh, those bales are difficult to transport, and they sell for about 50 or $60 a ton less than the medium square bales. The other thing is, is to really pay attention to leafiness in the hay. Leaves will improve the forage quality. Leaves will improve the saleability. So it's generally a good idea if you're drying hay, and we should have some appropriate weather for that over the next two or three weeks to let it dry and then to bale it with a little bit of dew on it so that you hang on to the leaves as the hay is going into the baler instead of letting them drop off onto the field. So I, I think it's a good opportunity. Uh, the key thing would be to package it as medium square bales rather than round bales and then to store the bales off the ground on a layer of plastic or tires or something like that. The other thing I'll just throw out uh, to keep in mind is that if you actually have sufficient hay and you don't want to be bothered with marketing the hay, simply not cutting this cutting on about September 1 is a very good choice. It'll save you the labor and money if you've got uh, something that's at least 70% alfalfa, it's actually going to help the stand and improve the yield of first cutting next year. So uh, do consider as well, and I've been asked this before, particularly by farmers that have contract harvesters, why pay extra to harvest this uh, September 1 cutting if you really don't have any use for it. So do think about the opportunity. Uh, we're fortunate to have had a good hay production year but most of the country did not. So there's opportunity to market. There's also opportunity just to leave the residue there and improve winter survivability. Choices for that fourth and uh, probably last crop of the season. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us to talk about the options on our next Grow Alfalfa update program. And we're at... 61 degrees right now in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. It's going to be a partly cloudy day today, looking at a high of 82. Tomorrow, sunny and 85. Wednesday, a chance of rain. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.